All right, so we're up to Daf Tesayin Amid Aleph. Um, like I said, most of actually this Amid is a, is a story. It's Agatha. Did you actually prepare it this year already? I have its Mishabura, so I'm, I'm learning it myself anyway, so it's not a, it's not a big deal. Do you want to do it earlier? I see. I'll let you know closer to tonight. Um, sometimes I do Tom Chais, it's a little bit hard. Right, we'll see. Anyway, so the Gemara is trying to continue bringing Raya's that Beishamai actually followed their own shita, that they weren't completely mevatel das to Beishil, that they actually followed their own shita. So Tashima, we have a raya, Bimei Rav Daisim and Hurkanis, during the days of Rav Daisim and Hurkanis, who was a big Tamachacham, Chutzut Saras Habas Lachin, they paskined in the days of Rav Daisim and Hurkanis, that you're allowed to marry the Tzara of a daughter. Mamish, not like Beishil, like Beishamai, that you're allowed, that you have to do Yibam on the co-wife of Enerva. Not like our first Mishnah, which is Beishamai Shita. So we had a question for the last two Dafim is, was Beishamai Shita theoretical or were they Mavalta Das? In the days of Dois Ben Hurkanis, they did it. That's it. End of the story. Shmamina Asu, Shmamina. So that's like Yeah, Beishamai, meaning to, to marry the co-wife of a daughter. That's Beishamai Shita. So clear that that's it, that the, the Psaki is that they did. They followed the Shita Beishamai. That's it. Meaning Beishamai had their own Shita. Okay. So the Gemara says like this. Now we're going to analyze this, 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 the Maisa behind this. It's actually a very interesting story. And that is the Maisa of Rav Daisa ben Horkinus. Now Rav Daisa ben Horkinus was one of the biggest Rabbanim at the time. This is right around the Chorban, right after the Chorban. And it's actually interesting. According to the, Marsha, according to the Rambam, Rav Daisa ben Horkinus lived like 350 years. Kemat. Because he was, uh, we're going to see, he heard, he, he, heard, he saw Chagai. Chagai was in the beginning of the Bayashani, and he's at some point going to be talking to Rav Akiva, who's right after the Chorban. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about, he came out lived, according to the Ramam. Others disagree, but according to the Ramam, he, uh, he was a very, very big, a very, very old Rav, and he was the one in his days that they passed in like Beishamai. So the Gemara gives the background of the story. Gufa. In the days of Rav and Hurganis, they pask in that you're allowed to marry, that you, you have to do Yibam on the Kohef of Anerva, like Beishamai. Like but it, it pained the Chacham a lot because they disagreed, because they feel the Pesach is like Beishelah. And the problem is, they, it's, it's, everyone was saying that the one who said like Beishamai is Rav Doisib and Hurganis. They didn't want to, he was a big Rav, and it, it was a very uncomfortable situation. You have a big row of paskining in a way that the Rabbanim aren't happy, it, it, it could be very uncomfortable. Because of Daisim and Hurganis is a very big Tamachacham. So, and they wanted to talk to him about it. They wanted to see how he paskined, why he paskined. Maybe he could retract his statement. Because again, it was quoted as him being the Paisik to endorse Beisham Eshita. But the problem was they could never find Rav Daisim and Hurikanis because at that time, Einov Kamu Milavi Le Medrash. He had already become blind and he was older and he was no longer going to Beis Medrash. So they wanted to talk to him. They had to go to his house, which it's more formal and uncomfortable. They were hoping to chop him in the Beis Medrash. They could schmooze with him. But so they decided, Omar, Amru Miyelech. So the Rabbanim decided, we got, we got to send uh, Shluchim to his house to talk to him. So who's going to go? Amr Lehen Rav Yeshu Ani Eilech. Rabbi Yeshua said, I'm going to go. Rabbi Yeshua was the, uh, the Av Bezdin at the time, right? If you remember the whole story with Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Gamliel and Brachas, Rabbi Yeshua was the Av Bezdin. He said, I'll go. of me, and the way they would go is they would go a couple Rabbonim, first one and then a few feet behind him, another Rav and a few feet behind him. So who's going to be behind Rabbi Yeshua? So if you remember the story in Brachas, the one who became the Nasi at the age of 18 was Allah Zabin Azariah. So if Rabbi Yeshua is going to go, then behind him, Rav Allah Zabin Azariah, of me, and then after Rav Allah Zabin Azariah and Rabbi Yeshua, who's the last? Rav Akiva, who's the Talmud. So Holchu Vaomdu al Pesach Beis. So these three Rabbonim in that order go to the house of Rav Daisim and Horganus. 
So Nichlasa Shivchasai Amrle Rebbe. So the 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 Shivcha. Sorry, why is that significant? Which part? Which part? The, the, the way they they walk. The oh no, just no. It's it's not. It's just that's the story. I mean, I mean, if you want to know in the history of who was the Rebbe and who was the Talmud, it's uh, Rav Akiva was the Talmud of Rav Elazar and uh, Rav Yeshua. Uh, that, that was. Because, because in, in, uh, huh? most of the time they don't tell you what precedes yeah. uh, uh, Machlokin, no? What, what do you mean? When, well, we have a lot of Machlokin in the Gemara, but it doesn't tell you what precedes how they walked, where they well, sat. That's true. So, well, I, I'm sure you could probably, you could probably learn from this in a Moser Haskell of how to have respect for Abonim to not, you, you see that they didn't want to bombard him all at once. They didn't want to like attack him three and once. They went, you know, one by one. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, it just started. So the Gemara says, So the maidservant of Rav Daisa ben Horkinus enters the room, and Amrlai Rebbe Chachme Yisrael Banitzlecha. So she told, she told Rav Daisa ben Horkinus, the Rabbanim are here to see you. So Amrlai Yikonsu, so he says, let them enter. Nichnesu. Now again, he's blind. So Tafsu, Tafsu le Rav Yeshua. Rav Yeshua, so he grabs Rav Yeshua, Veheshivu Amitashul Zav, and he sits Rav Yeshua on a golden chair. So Amrle Rabbi, so Rav Yeshua said to Rav Daisman Horkinus, Amrle Talmidech Achar Yashav, I have someone with me that you should also maybe have sit down. Amrle Mihuzat, Mihu, who's with you? Rav Lazman Azariah. He says, Oh, the second one to come was Rav Lazman Azariah. Amr Vyeshle Ben Lazariah Chavirenu. He said, Oh, wow, Azariah had a son? That's a, he was older. <laughs> he said, Oh, Azariah had a son. That's very nice. Mazel Tov. Azariah had a son. She says, um, he says, on such a person, right? I was old, I was young, I never saw a Zarmavak, I never Tzadik Nezov, I never saw a Tzadik that was abandoned, meaning I, I knew Azariah when he was young, and now I'm Zaycha to see his son of Elizabeth Azariah. So he's very happy about this. So, Tafsuv Hashiva Amitash Zav, so he puts our Elizabeth Azariah on a golden chair as well. So they said, we have one more Rav with us. Huh? Yeah, but Laura Isi is blind. Oh, Laura Isi, that's also cute. Laura Isi, that's cute. So, Mihu, who is this last Talmud? Akiva ben Yosef. It's Akiva, a young Akiva. He was a young Rev Akiva. He says, wow, you're the Akiva ben Yosef, that his name, his reputation is going from one end of the world to the other. Meaning, you're the Akiva ben Yosef I've heard so much about. Shev ben Yishev, please sit down. Not on a golden chair, because he wasn't the Av Bezdin, and he wasn't uh, the Nasi. The other two. Please sit. Um, there should be more like you. Fine. So again, they're there for the purpose of trying to trying to find out why he paskined like Beshamai and maybe to get him to retract his view. But they didn't want to just say, how do we paskin? Because they didn't want to attack him. So what they did was, they started to shmuzah them in halacha. This is Rav Daisa ben Horkinus. So they, they started to shmuzah Rav Daisa ben Horkinus, who was quoted as the one who said that we paskin like Beshamai. So they didn't want to just say, how do we paskin? So they started talking to him, Hilchus Shabbos, Hilchus, you know, they just to get him in conversation. Then finally they got to this topic of a co-wife of Enerva. They said to Rav Daisa ben Horkinus, huh? Casually. Hey, what's the deal with Tzar Sabas? So, Rav Daisa said, it's Machlegis Bisham Basil. Halachik Yedev Remi. So they asked Rav Daisa ben Horkinus, and who are we passing like? Amla Halachik Basil. 
So Amr Loi, Haloi Mishmech, Amr Alachik Bishavai. They said, everyone said you paskin like Bishavai. What's going on? So Amr Lahem, Daisa Shemata Ben Hurkanis Shemata. They said, did you hear that they're recording Daisa or Ben Hurkanis? Because I have a brother. <laughs> Meaning, if they quoted Ben Hurkanis, that doesn't necessarily mean me. I, I have a younger brother. So did you hear them quote me or just. You know, it's like, did you hear Avi or just Zakatinsky? There's a couple Zakatinskys, you understand? So, did you hear Daisa Ben Horkinus? So, Amrlem, Amrlem, Chai Rebbe Stam Shemano. Stam, we heard Ben Horkinus. We just assumed it was you. So, Amrlem, Ach Katan Yeshli. You should know I have a younger brother, Bechar Satanu. And he's a Satan. Now, the way the Mepharshim explain is a Satan is that he's, he's very sharp and stubborn. But the truth is, he was probably like a maskil. He was not a Yerushimayim, I can tell you that. The way he spoke to... I, I, don't, I don't... Actually, I don't want to say that, but he was... The way he spoke... The way he's about to speak to Rav Akiva, uh, not, not the biggest Yerushimayim, especially if you follow the Masha's approach of what he actually said. He was ripping on Chagai, the Novi. So it, it, he, he, he seemed to be like a brilliant scholar, but not... He calls him a Satan. <laughs> meaning meaning he's, a, he's, a, he's a big Tamil Chacham, but he's, he's, not a Yer, he's not the biggest Sadik in the world. And he's the one who paskin. Then he says, "Satanu, v'yoynus and shmoyz him z'yoynus who b'talmud v'shamai." He's the talmud of shamai. These talmud of shamai, they were much more related to din. They were much tougher, and they were very brilliant. But there was a lack of midas. Simply put, there was a lack of midas. If we had to put them into category, there were many big tzaddikim who were just connected to din. That were from the talmud of shamai, but there were also talmud of shamai that were more masculine type. Brilliant, brilliant thinkers, but not the you know. There's a reason why we pass like Basil. So he it's said. Well, he calls him a satan. Yeah, because because again, he he was a brilliant. Say he was stubborn, he was tough, but he was a big time chacham. So he says he's the one who passes like Shammai, and he's the one who they're quoting, not me. And he said though. But he's arushly kapiches chum b'halachas. But be careful if you're going to talk to him. Don't don't get too much of a debate. Lufishiyeshi my shalish meis truvis b'tzaras abbas. He has three hundred proofs, like beishamai that you should do yibam on the tzara of an erva. He has three hundred proofs. Shimuteras, meaning so don't try to be careful with him because if you're going to try to argue with him, he could. And this is Rav Yeshua Rav Kivul Azman Azaria. He's just saying he could he could best you guys. But so he's so then you could ask Akasha well, if he's got three hundred proofs. Then what makes him wrong? And this is where Basil comes into play. And he said, listen, he's got all the proofs in the world, and he's brilliant. But you know what? What do, what do I have? Says Rav Daisa ben Horkinus to follow Basil. I have Mesorah. But I swear, that Chagai Hanavi, and according to the Ramam, he saw Chagai Hanavi, which means he's like 300 years old. I saw Chagai Hanavi, the last Navi of Klal Yisrael, stand on this pestle, and he said three things. Number one, Tzara Sabas Number one, the Koyfanev is also. And by the way, you see how Basil held. That's, if that's how the Gedoyle Yisrael Paskin, that's it. I have Kasha. Okay. If Chagai had Novi Paskin that way, that, that's it. That we pass like Basil. Obviously, not the Chagai Paskin. On the other hand, not to say that he Paskin. No, 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 no. It doesn't mean that he Paskin this way based on prophecy. He was Paskin this way from his own mind. And he was the leader of Claudius, so the last of that era. It, you know what it's like? It's like you could ask a lot of kashas, right? But Achrenim don't argue on Rishon, right? Why? Because that era, 
they were different types. That's it. So it's the same thing. Meaning, I have my kashas and I have my kashas. He was a navi. Not to say that he paskin based on his nevuah, but he's a navi. And and the time of the era of nevuah, the tamiyicham of the era of nevuah are different. So I'm going to go with Saras Abbas being Osir. That's the first thing that he said. The other two, we actually, um, the second one we've already had in Chagiga, and that is Amon Emoy of Meisen Meiser Oni Beshvius. That is Amon Emoy of the lands right outside of Eretz Yisrael do not have kedushas Eretz Yisrael, and therefore there's no shmita there. And therefore, you have to separate Meiser, um, as we'll see in a moment. This we already had. And the last one is Mekablum Geirim Minakarduim Uminatarmudim. That you're allowed to be Mekabal Geirim from the people of Karduim and Tarmudim. What this means is this is going to be the end of the Ahmed. Um, the Gemara believes, we don't pass in this way, but the Gemara follows the possibility that if a non Jew and a Jewish woman have a baby, so what's the Psak about that baby? It's Jewish, right? It's Jewish. Maybe it's not uh, kashal kahuna, but it's Jewish. The Gemara follows the opinion of the Tanoim, certain Tanoim, that is a mamzer. Which means you had certain um, villages where there was a high intermarriage rate, which also means there's a high, meaning intermarriage, meaning non-Jewish man with Jewish woman, which means there's a high mamzerim rate. If there's a high mamzer rate, you don't want to convert anyone from that town because al tchshash that you're converting a mamzer which you don't want, even though converting moms are already Jewish, but you don't want to be Magai or a Mamzer because um, it, it's going to cause problems. It's better just... So there were certain villages that Rabbanim just said, don't, no conversion from them, we just don't deal with them because even, because they're Chshash Mamzers. Karduyim and Tarmudim are not. Not a problem. Yimekablum Gerim. Meaning, there's no, there's no high intermarriage rate in those uh, peoples. Okay. Now, Tana, now let's just finish up the story. So these three Rabbonim go to Rav, Doisev and, uh, to Rav Doisev's younger brother, the Satan, Yoinasan. Tana, they all went in one entrance, meaning they wanted to meet him. I'm sorry, when they went to Rav Doisev and Hurkinus, they went through one entrance, but they actually left in three entrances. According to the Masha, they were trying to meet this Yoinasan, or they were trying to avoid Yoinasan. Uh, besting all of them at one time, because then, then they would have to kind of paschal like him. So they, they all they all tr- spread out to try to meet this Yonason. So whom Pog? They Meaning, when they went to see Rav Daisa, they all entered through one entrance. Oh. But when they left, they went through three exits because they were hoping to meet Rav da- this Yonason. Pogah by Kiva. So this Yonason meets the young Rav Kiva. and he uh, shlogged up Rav Kiva. Everything Rav Kiva said, he he bested him. So Amr Loi Ato, this is now now you see okay, but now you want to see the Satan part of him, the, the Shammai part of him. So Atahu Akiva Shishim Khalak Masaiva Matsaiva. You're this Akiva I've heard so much about. You're this Akiva that uh, the name goes so far from one end of the world to the other. Ashrecha Shizakhisalashem. Uh, listen, uh, it's cute, you know, it's good for you that you have such a good reputation. Adain Lahigatilurai Bakr. But to me you're not even a, a stable boy. Uh, you're not even a stable boy. So it's a very, that's not the way you talk to a uh, Yonasan. So, but w- w- how does Rav Akiva no, no, so, And this Yonasan was not religious, you said? What, no, I'm not saying he wasn't religious. I'm saying that from the story and the fact that he's called a Satan, he kind of sounded like more like a Maskil to me. Not, 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 not a Maskil in like the class, a Maskil as in someone who's a tr- brilliant historian and brilliant, brilliant uh, learned person, but... Little, leaves much to be desired in the uh, Yerushalayim element. Again, maybe I'm wrong, or maybe you're just sharp. It, it, 
sounds like he's humble also, according to the next statement. Why? No, 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 humble. No, no, Revakiva was humble. The next statement is that when he called Revakiva the stable boy of, you're not even a stable boy of, 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 of cattle. Umberle oh, Revakiva. he called, he called Revakiva. Yeah, 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 no, he oh, called Revakiva the stable boy. No, no, he called Revakiva, you're not even a stable boy. So how did Revakiva respond? How does Revakiva respond to being degraded? Umberle, I feel a right sign. I'm not even a stable boy of sheep. Meaning... Revakiva said, you're right. And the truth is, not only am I not stable boy of Bakr, I'm not even the stable boy of sheep. Okay, now the Gemara says, okay, that's the end of that story. So there are three things that Chagai said. Number one is that that the, the, the co-wife of an Erev is Aser, like Basil. Number two, Am and Emoyev do not have Kedushas Eretz Yisrael. So this we had already. The Gemara just explains wh- wh- why not and what's the, what's the explanation. So Am and Emoyev... When Moshe Rabbeinu entered Eretz, uh, when Moshe Rabbeinu led the Jewish people towards Eretz Yisrael, right? They conquered Amon and Moiv, which means at that point it had kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. But Ezra, when uh, 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 when Ezra was conquering, was retaking Eretz Yisrael after the story of Purim, he chose Dafka not to instill. Um, Amen Amoyev with Kedusha Saret Yisrael. Why? The Kedusha Rishayin HaKitchel Shaitabalei Kitchel Asad Lavai. And the Kedusha of, meaning, and after the first base of English was destroyed, the Kedusha was gone, and therefore it had to be reinstilled, and, and Ezra did not reinstill it. Then, in Nichum, he left it as Chutzlar, it's why? Kedusha Yismuchu Le'amani and Beshviyas. Because he wanted gay, uh, 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 poor people to be able to go there and get Maiser Ani during Shemitah. Because during Shemitah, Right? Shemitah, you don't have to separate Meiser, because it's Shemitah. He was afraid that if those places have Kedusha Sarit Yisrael and have to have the rules of Shemitah, then the game will go there, and everything will be, the, the, the poor people will go there, and he will go there, and everything will be gone. So the Dafka left it without Kedusha Sarit Yisrael in order so that the Aniyim would get Meiser Ani during Shemitah. Okay. And the third thing, that you're allowed to accept Geirim from these two peoples, the Kaduyim and the Tamudim, meaning there is not a high uh, intermarriage rate in these, in the, I guess not high enough to be a problem. The Gemara says, Aini, is this true? But Tani Rami ain't Makamagalim in a Kaduyim, but then Rami Baycheskel says, You're not supposed to Makamagalim from the Tamudim? So Amar Ravashi, Kaduyim it's mine. No, no, no. You're misunderstanding. He said, You're not allowed to Makamagalim from the Kartuyim. Karduyim with a Dalid is good to go. The two different peoples. Tough, no good. Dalid, good. Okay, different peoples. Itmark, the Amri Inshi, Karduyim Sulam, as people say, Karduyim are puzzle. Ikadamri, and some say, Tamri Ramba Yechazgal, Ain Makam Gerim in a Kartuyim. And some have a different uh, version of the story, which is, Yinamakabal Gerim from Kartuyim, with a tough. Um, and some say, My love, Hanit Karduyim, Hanit Karduyim. The Gemara asks, again, it's the same thing, it's just a slightly different version of doing it. You're not Makabal Gerim from Kartuyim. I, I thought you were Makabal Gerim from the Karduyim. Aren't they the same people? The answer is no. I'm Ravashi, look, Kartuyim, look, Kartuyim, look, two different people. Kedarmi and Shikartuyim puzzle. Okay. Rav Yoichon Vesavya, Dami Tavayu, Rav Yoichonon and Savya, an older Rav, said the following. Ain Makabal Gerim in Tarmudim. You're not allowed Makabal Gerim from the Tarmudim because there's a high guy, man, Jewish woman rate. So the Gemara says the Tamudim are out. Here's the Kasha. Did Rav Yechon actually say this? That the Tamudim 
are a problem. Here's the problem, though. Right? The halacha is that if a woman stains, uh, she has a, a blood stain on her clothing, nida, that's tame, if she's Jewish. The blood stain of a guy is not tame, meaning a menstrual stain of a non-Jew is not tame. So the halacha is that if you have, let's say you have an a, a item of clothing, let's say there's an item of clothing, I know, you're walking in the street in New York City, and there's a stain on a, on a, on a piece of clothing that you touch. Right, you go to the city. The city is beautiful these days. <laughs> and that's what happens. What's the halacha? The halacha is it's tahar. Why? Because the majority of New Yorkers are, are Goyim. Right? You don't have to assume that they're Jewish. So depending on what city it comes from, you understand. If it's predominantly Jewish, then it's a problem. Predominantly Goyish. So the Brisa says, all stains that come from the city of Rechem are Tahar, because you could assume they're Goyim. Rav Yehuda disagrees. He says, no, actually, the people of Rechem are actually Jewish. Jewish. They, most of them are converts. They just have gone off the derech. But at some point, they were converts. They just, they've gone off the derech for so long, people forget that. But they're actually Jewish. Right, a convert that goes off the derech is just a, a non-from Jew. So the the people of Rechem are actually Tahar. Says the, but again, the Mishnah start off by saying Then it says Then the Mishnah says all stains that come from non-Jewish locations are Tahar. Right, non-Jews. Yeah. But go to the next page. The Gemara says it says that if you that if if the stain comes. From non-Jewish locations, it's not Jewish, and it doesn't make any reference. Meaning, even Tarmud. Mm. Here's the problem: you're telling me Tarmud, right? Rav Yechonon says you now in the Kabbal Geirim from Tarmud because there's so many Mamzerim, there's so many Jewish Mamzers. But I thought if a stain comes from Tarmud, it's treated as non-Jew. So, are the people of Tarmud in Khan, uh, Mamzerim, or are they Ju- Goyim? Or which one are they? Right? Are they Jewish Mamzerim or are they Goyim? You can't be both. The Gemara assumes that if you have a Jewish woman with a non-Jewish man have a baby, that's a mamzer. It's a certain shita. We don't pass in that way. So we said before, so Rav said, Yinalad makabal gerim from the entire city of Tarmud. No gerim, why? Because there's such a high mamzer rate. There, there's so many Jews that are mamzerim in that, in that village that we just don't want to megayer anybody. But here's the problem. If you have a stain that comes from Tarmud, we say it's Tahar, because it's predominantly Goyish. So is it predominantly Goyish or is it predominantly Mamzerim? So the Gemara says, <laughs> based on this premise about the stain, said you could Mechabal from Tarmud, because they're Goyim. So Rav Yechon is a steerer. Rav Yechon says you're not Mechabal from Tarmud, but then he says you are Mechabal from Tarmud. And the Gemara says, And if you'll tell me that maybe Rabbi Yechonin doesn't hold to the Mishnah, he's just saying, according to the Mishnah, you're allowed to Makabal Gerim. But I disagree. First of all, how could he disagree with the, with the Mishnah? That's Kasha number one. But also, Ham Rabbi Yechonin also always said, the Allah falls is Stam Mishnah. So, so are you Makabal Gerim from Tamar or not? So, you know what the answer is? There's two students, uh, and they're quoting different things in the name of Rabbi Yechonin. Meaning, one, one student said that in the name of Rabbi Yechonon, based on the mission of your Mechabal Gerim, and one student said, you're not Mechabal Gerim. It's not like it's between the students of what Rabbi Yechonon said. Okay. My, my Tarmud, my time alone. What's the issue with the city of Tarmud? As again, as I mentioned, the issue is there's a high Mamzer rate, 
and then we're afraid if you convert. It's a weird thing because, like they say, like I, I checked the bar scroll during that because I was a little confused. Arsul said that we don't want to makabel gerim from Tarmud because um, if they're if they're mamzerim, you don't want to convert. You don't want to convert a mamzer because it's going to create problems for marriage. It's weird because you can't convert a mamzer because he's Jewish. So I guess it means that there's such a high mamzer. There's a high mamzer rate in these towns. We don't want to convert anybody. Maybe they're already Jewish, but now that you converted them, like people are gonna think they're just a full-fledged Jew, but they're actually a mamzer. It's just a weird thing. Like we're afraid that you'll convert a Jew, basically. But what's the issue with Talmud? As I said, the issue is Jews, Jewish women marrying non-Jewish men. The question is why? What happened with Talmud specifically? What happened historically with Talmud that you're concerned about this? Like what's the what's the story that happened? Specifically with Talmud, that there's like a high intermarriage rate more than in other places. The Gemara says, "Pliki bar Rav Yechon v'Savia." There's a machlokes in Rav Yechon and the Savia. Chadam b'nei Shema Abdei Mela Shlomo v'Chadam b'nei Shema Yishalayim. One says it has to do with the the servants of Shlomo, and one says it has to do with the women of Yishalayim. What is this referring to? Abdei Shlomo is very simple, and that is. Um, when Shlomo Melech brought a lot of the servants in order to run his government, you have to remember Shlomo Melech, um, the infrastructure, and especially because he was married to so many um, princesses from different places, there were a lot of non-Jews um, uh, working for Shlomo. Apparently a lot of them were in Tarmud, and they were very wealthy because they were working in the government, which attracted a lot of Jewish women, not the frumish Jewish women, and they chose to intermarry, meaning... The reason why Tarmud is a problem, according to the first opinion, is that we knew there were a lot of wealthy non-Jews that worked for the king, that lived in Tarmud, and Jewish women married them, unfortunately. Okay, that's story number one. The second opinion is, What's the story of B'nai Yushalayim? There's a machleik, so what does it mean B'nai Yushalayim? Basically, what it means is like this. Both opinions feel that the mamzer rate of Talmud is not from women choosing into marriages, from women being attacked during the Chorban. And apparently Talmud was a place where that happened. It was a mass uh, attack. Now, who were these people? So it's a machlaikis where they 12,000 foot soldiers and 6,000 um, archers, or 12,000 foot soldiers and 6,000 of them were archers. Okay, it's machlaikis, fine. So either 18,000 or 12,000, the kids are. So what is this referring to? When the Romans were uh, entering the Besamikdash, right, most of the soldiers were interested in the gold and the loot of the Besamikdash, but there were 12,000 soldiers that attacked Jewish women in the city of Tarmud, and that led to pregnancies, and that led to a high mamza rate in that location. Okay. Now, because that's the end of the story. Now, that's the end of the, this discussion. Now, before we, because we mentioned before Narhayisi Gamzakanti, right, that he said that Josh and Narhayisi, so we'll say, who said this pasuk of Narhayisi Gamzakanti? Lariisi Tzadik Nezah. Right? I means I was young and I was old and I never saw a tzaddik abandoned. Now, it was, it's Tehillim, so you'd say Dabra Melch. Dabra Melch lived to 70. It's not that old. So you'll say, okay, it's Hashem. Hashem doesn't get old. So who is Dabra Melch quoting? So the Gemara says, 
It was the Sarah Oilam. Sarah Oilam was this very, very high level Malach um, who's in charge of a lot of the day to day operations. I would assume it's Matat, but I didn't check to see if anyone says that. But there's a high level Malach, and he's the one who said Nari Isi Gamzakanti because he's sort of watching the whole world and he's just saying that I could attest that Hashem never left a tzaddik's kids abandoned. Because the Gemara says it can't be anyone else, right? Nari Zagam Zagani, Man Amr, who said it? Ilay Makucha Brichu, it can't be Hashem, Mika Zikna Kameh, Hashem would never call himself old. Elo David Amra, Mikosha Kuliat, and if it's David, David only lives to 70, so he's not that old. So how can he say Nari Zagam Zagati? So it must be that the Saroil. El Shmami Nasaroil, Mama. Okay, another Pshat. Bummer Shubh Benachmani Rabbi Yonison. Right, we said before that when some of the soldiers were ransacking the base of some of the Roman soldiers were attacking Jewish women. So the Gemara, the Pasuk says in Eicha, the hands of the enemies were on all the, 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 the beauties of Klal Yisrael. What is that referring to? So the Gemara says while the base of and the women were being attacked, Am and Amoyev were burning Sifr So the Gemara says, when the Romans entered the Beis HaMikdash, most of the soldiers were attacking the gold and the silver of Klal Yisrael. What did Amen of? They went to the Sifri Torah. Because they were upset that the Torah says that you're not allowed to accept the converts of Amen and Moiv, so they decided to burn the Sifri Torah. This is the pasuk says the pasuk says in Devarim that uh, that the the surroundings of Yaakov will be at Sarah. It's like the city of Humnia, which a lot of Ammon and Moab lived. That they were surrounding Klaus and they were always Tsaras. Okay, just to finish up the daf, the end of this gemara is actually very interesting. It it has to do with a little bit. I'm not going to get into it right now, but there was a whole discussion. I I, I I'll tell you afterwards why I didn't give this year, um, but. Um, uh, in the 80s, I want to say, when Project Salomon happened, when they brought in all the Ethiopian Jews, the reason why they brought them in was because of Ravavadia. Before Ravavadia, they didn't want to bring in the Ethiopian Jews because many Rabbonim, including Rosh Hashanah Orbach, was Choyshish that they're Mamzerim. It's Choyshish Mamzeris from that location. Ravavadia was the one who said that they're kosher. That was Ravavadia's Psak. And I'll pee his psak they brought in, because they're not going to, uh, Israeli government. It, Did everybody react to this? No. What is the status of a, what is the status of a, of someone who is born out of wedlock, but, you know, not Jewish, but then become, but then converts to Judaism? It's a gear. Regular gear. Yeah, so, regular they, gear. But, they, but they're not considered, but they're not considered moms No, no, we don't pass on this command. No, 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 no. First of all, if they're, if both parents are going, they're just a convert. And if one mother, the mother's Jewish, they're Jewish. We don't pass on this command. So, um, the point is, so where does it come from? From, from, um, so Rishlam Zaman had a slightly different sheet to this Gemara. Rishlam Zaman held that the concern was with the Ethiopians is just if they are from the ten tribes, right? If they're Goyim, just convert them. But if, if you actually think they're part of the ten tribes, which maybe they are, so if they're ten tribes, that means that they're Jewish and they know how to make Kedushin, but they never actually did Gittin properly. So then if you have if you have Jewish people that are constantly making Kedushin, but don't know how to do divorce properly, that's how you make a mamzer. That's how you make a mamzer, because you have a married married woman who thinks she's divorced. She marries someone else, you understand. But the Gemara follows a different shot. The Gemara was concerned with the ten tribes and not because of this, but the Gemara is following with the view that we've been having this entire daf, and that is if a non-Jew marries a Jewish woman, the child's a mamzer. 
So the Gemara concerned the ten tribes are all mamzerim. Why? Because there was an intermarriage rate. So you have Jewish women, non-Jewish men having kids, mamzerim. So the Gemara says the following: Amar Rav Yehuda Meravasi, Oyvik Chavim Shekidish Bezman Azeh Choyshin LeKedushin. Wow. Shem Asar Shavatimu. The Gemara says this sweeping statement: Any non-Jew. That does kedushin, right? If a non-Jew goes over to a Jewish woman and he says, "Arei mikdash asleep," well, we say, it's nothing. It's a non-Jew. Get out of here. But says the Gemara, no, you have to be chayshish for kedushin. Why? A non-Jew to another non-Jew, it'd be chayshish for kedushin. Why? Because maybe they're actually part of the ten tribes and they're Jewish. They they they, they think they're not Jewish, but they may be part of the ten tribes and the mamzerim. Not 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 Jewish. They're, they're mamzerim. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. I, every guy I have to be chayshish is part of the ten tribes. Called the parish Maruba parish. You should go by Roiv. What, what do you mean? Like, a non-Jew comes over and he says, Aharim HaKadosh to a Jewish woman. Uh, it might be Kedushin. Why? He might be ten tribes. Uh, statistically, probably not. There's seven billion people on planet Earth. So the Gemara says, We're talking about in the cities of the ten tribes, which we don't know where they are, but if you conceptually, we do know in Tanakh where they are. The Tanakh there. So if you were to go to a place where the ten tribes are found, then in their location, that's called Kol Kavua Kamech Samech right? You go by Raiv when people are moving. But if you if the people are where they're supposed to be, meaning in their location, then there is no Raiv. So in their location, they might be from the Ten Tribes, and therefore you have to be Chayshish, that all the Goyim in that location are actually Jewish Mamzer. The Gemara says, These are the Psukim. The Psukim describes where Sancheriv sent the Ten Tribes. And we don't know where these places are. But this is, he says, in Bechalas, he left him Bechalas, in Chibor, Nargoizin, Arimedai, Chalas, this is Chilazon, a place called Chilazon. Chibor, go to the next page, Zuchidiv, Nargozin, Ziginzik, Arimedai, Zechamdun, Vichavrasel, and other places. Varmela, Zunir, Vichavrasel, Chavrasel, yeah, and what are these places? Amr Shmuel, Krach Mushchi, Chidgi, Dumka, well, these are all places. All these places are full of mamzerim. Rashi says, why are they mamzerim? So we said before to the staff, because if a Jewish woman and a non-Jewish man has a kid, Rashi actually says, not only that, uh, Rashi says, Kulun Lifsel, Ruba mamzerim shenitu asar shvatim ba'ovyez kechavim b'neim v'noig ben iser mamzerim v'hilinizur v'nosu z'achoy so'ebita. Rashi adds, not only are there Sarah Shavuotim, Mamzerim, because they intermarried with Goyim, but even if you, we don't pass them that way, they actually married their daughters. Meaning, they were in Makbid on incest. So therefore, the Sarah Shavuotim, Mamish, Mamzerim, Mamish. That, that's what it says. I will stop. Um, I think Rabbi Vadi is Hetter.